Hello beautiful internet family, Dan here from danstube.tv and if you're new around these parts then you can expect brutally honest tech reviews on the channel. I've made it my mission to help tech enthusiasts unlock their creative potential with technology and today's video is very fitting as it's my 28 must know tips and settings for your brand new DJI Mavic 3. These 28 tips are extremely thorough. I go through all the menus and I show you everything you need to know about the flight menu, which is the main screen. I show you the safety menu, the control menu, the camera menu, the transmission menu, as well as the about menu as well. And there are 28 tips and settings in here. So make sure to review this slowly, come back, check it out again, as there is a ton of gold in this video. This video has been sponsored by the ultimate online drone course for beginners. It's called the Fearless Drone Academy, and it's got insights, resources, and guidance from a drone expert. And the whole idea of this course is to help you to become fearless and confident when you're flying your drone. Now you can use the promo code DANSTUBE upon checkout to save 10% off the course. Go over and check that out as there are regular giveaways as well over on the website. The website is fearlessdrone.academy and I currently have a giveaway for the Osmo Mobile 4 SE. That giveaway is going until the 6th of December. So make sure to go over there and enter that right now. The first 13 tips and settings are all located on the flight menu. Now the flight menu is that main section that you load up to once you press go fly and it shows you the camera feed from your drone. This is the flight menu. This is where you can find the map. This is where you can control all the camera settings and obviously take photos and record from this menu as well. This is the key main menu that you'll come across straight away. Might not look like a menu, because it's designed to just focus purely on the camera, but there are 13 tips and settings I've got just for this section alone. The first tip is the pre-flight check, and this could be located at the top. At the moment it says GPS signal weak, so I can tap on that and it will tell me the error fully. It will explain exactly what the issue is. So this is a good spot to come to if you've got any errors or anything that you're trying to figure out. Tap on that menu and it will bring up this display here, but you can also adjust the return to home altitude here. I always recommend it sitting at about 80 to 100 meters. You want to make sure that the drone's flying up high enough as it's returning to home. Tip number two is relating to the battery details, which you can find in the top right corner. So it does actually give you a percentage up there. And on the right side of that, it'll actually tell you uh, some key information about when you need to bring your drone back. So if you tap on that, it will tell you how long until it's going to automatically return to home. It'll tell you how long until a forced landing and then how long until the battery is completely depleted. So really key important information that you need to know at a glance. You'll see that when my drone is just sitting on the ground, everything is on zero. So it can't actually give you a reading if the drone's just sitting there. Even though I'm at like 80%, 86% or so, uh, it still won't actually give me much information. So you need to take off, fly your drone for a brief time, and then that information will pop up for you. And then at a glance, you can have some key information to check out. Tip number three is a basic one, but it's just the RC strength. So it's next to the battery details. You just tap on it 
and it will tell you the strength of the RC, the remote control. It will tell you if you've got a clear connection between the remote control and the drone itself. This isn't relevant when you're sitting next to the drone, obviously, and that's why I'm full bars, everything's fine. But as you start to fly your drone away and you might be noticing some uh, latency or the video feed dropping out, just check that RC signal and that RC strength to see if there's any information there that can tell you that you need to probably turn around at that point. Tip number four is next to the RC strength and it's related to the sensors check. So if you tap on that little icon next to the RC signal, it will tell you about the sensors. So as I'm sitting on the ground, you can see that all of them are unavailable. They're all turned off because I'm just physically sitting on the ground doing nothing. The drone's just sitting there, you know, minding its own business. But straight when you take off, the drone will actually enable all of those sensors. And then you can tap on that little icon there and it will tell you that everything's fine. But this is important to know later on if you're flying away from yourself and you're noticing a red icon there or you're noticing that a sensor might not be working properly, check there and it will actually tell you whether the sensors are operating properly. Tip number five is related to the satellites and that's next to the sensor check. So it'll actually tell you how many satellites you're connected to and it will tell you some other key information. So it's telling me with 10 satellites, it's able to update the home point and it's telling me that it's a moderately strong GPS signal. So on this particular day, it was extremely overcast, uh, not the best signal, not the best time to fly. So I didn't actually properly fly. I just took off and then landed just for this particular video. But it's telling me that it's moderately strong. It's not the best connection in the world, but at least I'm hitting the 10 satellites, which is kind of the standard to be safe to take off at that point. So this is another little key at a glance thing to tap on to see how many satellites you're connected to and if there's any other important information to check out. Before I move on to tip number six, I've got an amazing deal for my audience. If you go over to the D1 Stores website, which will be linked below, you can use the promo code DANS100. So that's D-A-N-S, DANS100, and you can save $100 off any Mavic 3 that you pick up. So whether that's just the unit itself, whether that's the combo or the Cine combo, you'll get $100 off your purchase. But wait a second, that's not all you get. If you use this code, then you'll also get an exclusive combo deal. So you'll get an additional 128 gigabyte Samsung SD card. You'll get a battery safe bag that can fit three Mavic 3 batteries if you do get the Fly More combo or the Cine combo and you'll also get a 75 centimeter landing pad. So that's right, you get three additional gifts on top of that $100 off that you save if you use that code. So go and check that out now, guys, and let's get back to tip number six. Moving on to tip number six now, and these are some of the options that you have in the bottom left corner for the map slash, I guess, compass design that you can choose. So if you tap on that map icon, it will bring up a slightly larger map, which is very handy. You can then tap on the map again to get the full map, and then the camera feed will go into the bottom left corner, which is really nice, and I'll talk about that very soon. But you can also tap on the icon in the bottom right corner of the tiny map, and that will bring up a compass display there, which is actually a really cool display as well. I, I really do like the compass display. It's subtle, but it gives some key information. So just so you know, there are a few options there if you want to adjust either having the map or a compass design in the bottom left corner. Moving on to tip number seven now, and this is how you can find your drone if you ever lose it. The Mavic 3 actually makes a ridiculously loud noise when you tap on that find my drone button. So it's promising if you've lost it in a bush, some shrubbery, something that's relatively close and you know where it is, you will probably be able to hear this drone if you tap on it. 
but you just go to the map icon in the bottom left, make the map full screen by tapping on it again, and then you just tap on find my drone and you have the option to start beeping and flashing. And this is where you will truly be able to figure out that, okay, well the drone is in this area. Staying with the large map design now, the eighth tip that we're gonna move on to is AirSense. So by default, it was enabled on my drone, but there is a later tip that I'll show you how to enable that if it's not enabled on your drone. But amazingly enough, as I was filming this, a plane flew overhead and it truly gave us a perfect example of what would happen in a real world scenario. So it alerted me that a plane was there, manned aircraft nearby. It flashed, it went orange, and then as the plane flew by and got to a safer point, it then turned blue to let me know that I'm safe to go again. And that was really cool to see in a real life experience. So this is exactly what would happen if you were flying somewhere and a drone just came by. If you tap on the plane icon, you'll actually be able to see a few settings here. So you can choose to enable low, medium, high collision risk, and you can either choose if you want all of them, just high or just medium. I like to have all of them enabled. It just means that we know exactly what's happening in the area. And I think this is a great thing just to have for everyone that wants to fly their Mavic 3 safely. Tip number nine is related to the brand new explore mode, which is utilizing that telephoto lens. So this means that you can actually truly zoom into whatever you want. And it's got a powerful zoom in this camera system. So I just wanted to show you that you have a few options here. So once you've enabled the explore mode by tapping on the binoculars, you can then tap on the different zooming options and it will just jump to different zooming points. But the thing that's really cool is you can press and hold on it and then you've got kind of like a toggle wheel that you can drag down and up on and you can get smooth zooms and you can also like manually adjust where you want it to go. There are definitely points that it starts to cut because that's the clear cuts that they've programmed into it but you can still get some form of a relatively smooth zoom here. And it's cool that they've given us like full control over that explore mode. Tip number 10 is related to the manual focus and autofocus controls that are available just below the binocular icon. So you can either tap on it to go from manual focus to autofocus, or similar to what I was saying before, you can press and hold to bring up that kind of toggle wheel. And then as you drag down and up, it will change the focal point. So that means that you can focus in on the foreground or the background and you've got full control over the manual focus settings now. Tip number 11 is one of my favorite tips actually because it's such an easy, smart thing to add in. But what it actually allows you to do is move the camera with the touchscreen. So this gives you a little bit more control over how the camera moves and it might also be a little bit smoother for people who are used to using a touchscreen over like physical buttons. But what you do is you press and hold on the screen, you'll feel it vibrate and you'll see like a little icon come up. And then as you drag your finger around the screen, the camera will move in that direction. Now, this is amazing. One thing I will mention though, is that with previous models, we had like full control to look left and right. But with this larger camera system here, there are some major limitations looking left and right. It can only kind of just look to its left and just look to its right. It's very limited, but you can still look up on diagonals and up and down and slightly left and right. But this just gives you a bit more control with the touchscreen interface. Moving on to tip number 12, which is still in the flight menu. Like I said, I've got two more. This one, tip number 12, is storage. Now in the bottom right corner, you will see the storage option there. So you can go between the internal and also obviously the micro SD as well. And the thing that's cool here is as you change the resolution or as you change the mode you're filming in, it will actually update in real time and tell you how long you've got to record in that 
particular thing that you're looking at. So if it's 4K 120, it will tell you how long you can record for. If you then go to 1080p, it will tell you that you can record for a little bit longer. So it's a nice kind of, again, at a glance thing to look at that will tell you how long you can record for. Tip number 13, which is the final tip for the flight menu, is the pro mode. So in the bottom right corner, it will say auto if it's automatically enabled, which it was for me, it was just set up as auto. You can tap on that and it will take you to the pro mode. And here is where you can like truly unlock your creative potential, play around with all the settings here. You can just leave them on auto if you really wanted and kind of get a sense for what the drone itself is doing automatically. So then you have an idea when you uh, set it up for yourself, but you have full control here to play around with all the settings. Moving on to the safety menu now, which you can access in the top right corner, tap on those three dots and it should automatically take you through to the safety menu. Tip number 14 is related to the obstacle avoidance. So by default, it's set to break. So that means that straight when it notices an obstacle, it's as the name suggests, is going to break. So you can actually enable the bypass mode, which is the one that I would recommend. And that then means that the drone can truly track you. It can truly avoid obstacles, bypass, as the name suggests, bypass different obstacles and give you more dynamic shots from your Mavic 3. So I would highly recommend enabling bypass. If you don't feel comfortable just yet, leave it on break and then kind of progress to bypass when you feel confident. Tip number 15 is related to the automatic return to home or the auto RTH altitude. So you can play around with the max altitude and max distance here, but the main one I would suggest is the return to home altitude. It needs to be at least 80 meters to 100 meters just to make sure that it can clear any trees or buildings or anything in the area that might be slightly higher than where you actually took off from. So just make sure that it's at least 80 meters to 100 meters. That's key here. And now tip number 16 is the battery information. This is a really cool interface. Not everyone's gonna use this one or jump into it consistently or regularly, but I think it's a really good one to come back to as it actually tells you the status of your battery cells. So you can see, you can physically see with a very simple design here, it will let you know whether certain cells are discharging faster than the other ones. It will let you know, you know, if one's got like a lower voltage or a higher voltage, it will tell you right here. So it's a really good way to monitor the health of your batteries. And now for tip number 17, which is the final tip in the safety menu, you scroll right down to the bottom, you go to advanced safety settings, and this is where you can find AirSense. I would recommend leaving AirSense enabled as it gives you a chance to see what's happening in the area. You can see that, you know, a manned aircraft is coming through and you can cease operation immediately. Like this is crucial stuff. We're sharing an airspace with other aircraft. And if an aircraft is coming through, we need to land our drone. You know, it's really important that we follow the laws and regulations that are governing this space because there's a reason it's there and it's for everyone's safety. So I think AirSense is an innovation and something that's really important to stay around, you know, for a very long time. Keep that enabled on your drone at all times. Tip number 18 is under the control menu. So you just tap on the control menu, which is next to the safety menu. And tip number 18 is the advanced gimbal settings. So I love playing around with these settings. It gives you full control over the pitch speed, the pitch smoothness, the yaw speed, and the yaw smoothness for all of the different modes. So normal, sports, and cine. And you can truly customize these to fit your needs. And I really love the control you have here. You can see that as I adjust the pitch speed, you're getting completely different reactions based on what the value is sitting at. Same with the pitch smoothness. As the name suggests, it actually smooths out the gimbal movements to make it look 
slightly more cinematic. So you want to find that balance there and just play around with it. It's really easy to adjust. And then right down the bottom, you can reset all of the values if you're not happy and you want to go back to default. This is a good one to play around with and really make it work for you. Tip number 19 is for the iOS users out there, people who have iPhones or iPads, you want to make sure that you enable the phone charging setting. You have to do this every single time that you turn on your controller or actually connect to the app, I believe it is. And you'll have to go in and enable the phone charging through the control menu. Android users don't have to do this. I don't know why this is a thing where iOS users have to go in and click on the charging thing. But I mean, it can be a bit frustrating, especially if you like disconnect your phone, you know, close the app, come back, and then it's still not charging. It hasn't saved that setting. So that's something to keep in mind. Tip number 20 and the final tip for the control menu is related to the button customization. So this is the FN button that's on your controller. You'll see that it's in the top left of the controller. And what this allows you to do is set just a few options. You have very limited control here, but it's fine. You know, they do give you enough. Um, you can tap to change, you know, whether it's a different mode or a different setting or something that you want to set up there. And then you can double tap to choose something else. So for me, I made the tap the explore mode, which is that telephoto lens. So I tap once and it puts me straight into the zooming option, zoom, zoom. <laughs> and then a double tap will recenter the gimbal. And I think these two are probably the ones that I'll stick with. But you can play around with this if you want and set up one that's more appropriate for you. Moving on to tip number 21, which is the first tip for the camera menu. You have a few options in here, but you can leave the color by default just to the normal, which looks great. That's what I'm probably going to use. But if you really want to get the most out of your drone, you can make it a flatter color profile, which means that you have a lot more control in post-production. So you can just literally press D-Log and that will set it up in a very flat profile that you can extract as much data and information as you want out of the image. So this is a really easy thing to just change in the settings and that's where you find it. And for tip number 22, you can only enable this if the color profile is set to normal. If you go to D-Log, then this just disappears, but set it to normal, go to video bitrate, and then you have a few options here. You've got CBR or VBR. And if you want to set the VBR, then it'll actually save storage for you. If you want to be a bit more aware of your storage and a bit more conscious that, wow, these massive files are going to take up a lot of space, then you can set it to VBR. It doesn't actually affect the quality, but it makes the files a little bit smaller. Tip number 23 is enabling the histogram through the camera menu. And this just gives you a visual cue. So you can see if something is over or underexposed. It gives you a clear representation of what's happening in the image. It's something that you need to dive into a little bit deeper and research what it means. But as you can see, as I'm adjusting the EV, you can see that it's either on the far left or the far right. And the idea is you want all of it to be in that midpoint. You don't want it to be clipping either side because that means that it's either too dark or too light. And then for tip number 24, just enabling the overexposure warning. This gives you the zebra patterns and it lets you know that something is overexposed. It's very simple. It's a nice visual cue and it will just give you something again at a glance. I'm all about having things at a glance, especially when you're flying a drone. And that just allows you to see, okay, well that's overexposed. I might adjust the settings a little bit more so that the image pops. So that's just a really easy tool to enable and it's just become normal for me now. The final tip for the camera menu is the peaking level for the manual focus. And you've got a few options here. You can play around with it if you want, low, medium, and high. 
I like to have it at high because again, at a glance, I'm all about that. I wanna see as much information and to make it as clear as possible at a glance. So I've got it set to high and you can see that as I play around with the focus, it actually adjusts how much of that red is coming through. So that red will show you what's in focus basically. Moving on to tip number 26, which is located in the transmission menu. This one is just related to live streaming. So at the top there, you'll see that there's an option to tap on live streaming. Right now you can only choose RTMP. I really hope they bring through like true YouTube support and Facebook support, but through RTMP, you can see that there's a few options here. Very limited though, when it comes to resolution, you can only go from 1080p to 720p. So it's still capped out and a little bit limited, but let's hope that they add to this in the future. Tip number 27 is still located in the transmission menu, and this is related to the interference. So you'll see that as I scroll down, there is a graph there that shows you what interference is going on in the area. You have a few options here. You can leave it on auto, um, but you can also go manual and adjust the channel if you really want. But the whole idea of this is just to see how much interference is in the area. So if you're noticing that you're having issues with the connection to the drone, you're having issues with the actual transmission, the video transmission, or the range you're getting out of your drone, then this is where I would go straight away. I'd recommend checking it out and seeing how much interference is in the area. And then for my final tip, tip number 28, which is located in the about menu, and this is a very simple one, but a lot of people don't know about this. It's just checking for updates manually. So the drone will let you know if there's an update and it will take you back to the main menu and it will tell you to update the drone. But way too many people miss this or just jump straight into flying their drone. So if you do need to manually check for an update, you can go to that about menu and then manually check for updates through there. So that rounds out the 28 must know tips and settings for your DJI Mavic 3. There are a ton a ton of options in here and so much value. I really hope that this is helpful to everyone out there that just got themselves a Mavic 3 or is wanting to buy a Mavic 3. You can definitely bookmark this video, come back to it when you pick up the Mavic 3. But these are the 28 tips and settings that really help me and are my go-to tips and settings when I pick up a brand new drone. So anyway, thank you so much for watching this video. I really do appreciate all of your amazing support. And don't forget about those two offers that are available, those exclusive sponsorship offers. So through the D1 store, you can save $100 off your Mavic 3, as well as getting yourself a 128 gigabyte Samsung micro SD card, a battery safe bag that actually fits three batteries, as well as a landing pad. And like I said, $100 off the drone, the Mavic 3, whichever one you pick up. So it's a really cool bundle kit and you save money as well. So don't forget to go over to the D1 store to check that out. And also check out the Fearless Drone Academy, fearlessdrone.academy. There will be a giveaway on there that's running until the 6th of December to win yourself a smartphone gimbal. There'll be a ton, a bunch of other giveaways coming to that website very soon. And don't forget if you are interested, sign up, use that code DANSTUBE to save 10%. Anyway, thank you so much for watching. I really do appreciate all of the support. Have a fantastic day and peace out.